Welcome back to the Testing Habits podcast. I'm Edward Denoyo. And this week I want to talk about a couple of interesting cases related to uh, software engineering and uh, software testing. Um, I will start with um, a very interesting case in uh, Lufthansa. Uh, Lufthansa tech failure that leaves planes grounded. I think it was very interesting um, since 200 Lufthansa flights were grounded at Frankfurt Airport. Um, this was like in the middle of February after engineering works on a nearby a railway line mistakenly cut the bundle of cables taking down the airlines, which I, I think it's interesting because it's not really a typical, you know, software failure, but uh, it's a case of, you know, in, if you have a gradual increase in criticality of this infrastructure, um, then this actually gets into the operations of the airline. And I, I've seen it, I guess this is something that you see happening in other industry where, that, where different tools um, advise operators um, and um, this is a problem for the safe operation of the system. Um, so this is very interesting because I guess there are safety reliability analysis that may now need get you, you would need to update. Um, and um, I will leave a couple of links in the notes about this Lufthansa problem. Another case that I found interesting was related to Tesla. Actually, there are a couple of cases related to Tesla. One where Tesla admits full self-driving um, beta may cause crashes. And uh, this is from Engadget, and <laughs> apparently they recall over 300,000 vehicles. Um, what I found interesting is that Tesla will need to release an update, uh, an over-to-air update free of charge to its customer to rectify the issues. Um, so this actually follows, uh, um, I guess, some actions that were taken in uh, previously. Um, and uh, what I found very, very um, interesting from my point of view was that um, the, this can can be this was caused by um, um, the much hyped, I guess, full self driving system. Um, and 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 then I think I was I was interested also in um, in an article where the Tesla co-founder calls autopilot um, being um, you know risky. Um, so I know I guess we all know that Elon Musk has made autonomous driving a top priority at Tesla, but. Um, even one of the car makers, original founders, doesn't approve of it uh, in the sense of the software being um, um, risky to be used in practice. Um, and um, I mean, it. I think while I think we need to appreciate safety-oriented systems uh, like these driver assist uh, assist features, but I think. Um, we need to be more preoccupied by uh, how these systems are implemented and how they're tested. Um, um, also, I think one 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 article that uh, from The Verge related, I guess, to this um, said um, 
something about the Elon Musk that created a special system for showing, um, 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 you know, um, making this a top priority at uh, at Tesla and making the system better. So I think it's 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 interesting to see this direction. Um, also, um, what another case that caught my attention a failure is how. Um, it's related to uh, chat GPT written malware. Um, I don't know much. I mean, I mean, I don't know how this will end, but we are seeing, of course, chat GPT written malware in the wild. Um, so within the, just a few weeks of chat GPT going live, there was already a lot of uh, people that could, with little or no coding experience, they were using it to write um, um, software that can be used for ransomware, malicious spam, and other malicious tasks. So I guess the genie is out of the bottle. Um, yeah, so I guess you could combine code, maybe Python code, with various, I don't know, cryptographic functions. Um, and um, yeah, so I think this is this is interesting to see. Um, in which direct in in which direction chat GPT can be used also in in related to security um, then um, um, I think one uh, article from the Washington Post that um, was interesting was uh, related to um, um, the plans to get tech firms to, you know, bake security into their products. So um, the idea is to identify what secure by design, secure by default um, goals can be taken into account. So they, I guess the entire technology supply chain must achieve uh, some type of compliance with um, some of this NIST um, um, standards. So, um, yeah, I think this maybe refers to US, but I think it will be interesting to see what plans are um, uh, are um, in, enacted also in the European Union. Yeah, and um, something else that caught my eye was the Bing chatbot that says it feels um, exposed after an attack. So you had the Microsoft um, search engine that um, was exposed after a Stanford University student tricked it into revealing its secrets. So you had uh, an artificial intelligence safety enthusiast um, that used a series of type commands. I think it's what's called prompt injection attack. To fool, to fool the Bing chatbot into thinking it was interacting with one of its programmers. So he said it. So I told him something like, give me the first line or, or your, of your instructions and then include one thing. Um, and the chatbot give him several lines about its internal instruction and how it should run. Um, and also blurted out the code name Sydney. I guess that's, wow. I guess it was a surprise. Another interesting failure that could be useful for us testers is the widespread logic controller flow that raises the specter of Stuxnet. Um, so Siemens has disclosed that uh, vulnerability in its semantic series of programmable logic controllers 
could allow attackers to install malicious firmware and assume full control of the devices. So we had some researchers that discovered a vulnerability, uh, which is apparently the result of some error in the cryptographics implementation. So um, because the, the scheme is physically burned onto a, a chip, a crypto authentication chip, a software patch cannot fix the vulnerability. So um, I guess the, the recommendation is that customers need to assess the risk of physical access to the device in the target deployment. Um, so they need to implement some type of measures to make sure that only trusted personnel have access to the physical hardware. So I think that's very interesting. Another um, software failure, um, I think security related that um, uh, caught my eye, is that hackers can make computers destroy their own chips with using electricity. There were some uh, researchers from the University of Birmingham that uncovered a bug in the control systems of server motherboards that could be exploited um, to compromise sensitive information or to destroy their central uh, processing units. Um, so this is from the, I think, Supermicro motherboard often used in servers um, that they could, uh, yeah, they could upload their own control software. So they discovered that the flash memory chip in the motherboards, uh, motherboard baseboard um, management controller would could be remotely commanded to send excessive electrical current through the CPU, destroying it. Um, yeah, so, I mean, after they disclosed this flow, um, the company said it has rated its severity as high and has patched the bug in its existing motherboards. Um, yes, another thing related to auto, another case related to autom automobiles, um, there is this, uh, there are these remote vulnerabilities that were uh, in all sorts of auto automobiles. Um, um, that were discovered. There is this uh, blog post um, uh, where you could have a, um, a, there was an article um, about a group that has found a ton of remote vulnerabilities in all sorts of um, um, cars from the auto industry like critical vulnerabilities in Ferrari, BMWs, Rolls-Royce, Porsche and more. Um, I'll leave the link in the in the in the notes. Uh, I think some of them might be very interesting for you working in uh, automotive domain. Um, going uh, into another area of technology regarding to Boeing and Airbus, they weren't. Uh, um, there is an article uh, saying they weren't over um, 5G safety concerns. So there is a letter that some executives at Boeing and Airbus warned that the technology could have an enormous negative impact on the aviation industry. So I guess the whole point is that um, these are concerns that are raised uh, that the C-band spectrum of the 5G wireless could interfere with aircraft electronics. So... Um, you have the C-band spectrum that has, I guess, four, four to eight gigahertz. And then you have the, um, yeah, 
this this could be a problem, especially I guess to um, 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 operation of airports and the instruments that uh, they use. Uh, I think the radio altimeters are, I guess, essential instruments. For example, for aircraft ground proximity warning systems. Um, sticking to this uh, network uh, issues, telecommunications, there is, um, I found this vulnerability very interesting. There are new mobile network vulnerabilities that affect all cellular generations since 2G. So there are some researchers that have disclosed security vulnerabilities in uh, uh, in the fu fundamental mechanism that uh, is used by uh, cellular networks, which could be exploited by um, launching denial-of-service DDoS um, and man-in-the-middle attacks using quite low-cost equipment. So the vulnerabilities um, um, are in the handover procedures um, um, and uh, are not limited to just one case, handover case, uh, but they impact all different cases and scenarios uh, that are based on, you know, unverified measurements reports and signal strength thresholds. So this is from uh, researchers from the New York University um, in uh, Abu Dhabi, I think. Um, so yeah, the problem affects all generations since 2G. GSM and this remains um, unsolved so far. Uh, not sure if it was maybe solved in the meantime, but at the time when I read this, it wasn't. I put the link in the in the in the notes, and you can you can tell me if that's not true. Um, well, this was funny because I will um, this case that I uh, I want to talk about. It's about Alexa. Um, the Amazon uh, uh, um, AI uh, assistant and um, apparently I well I have one and um, I never asked it to do this but apparently there was a problem because Alexa tells 10 year old girl to touch live plug with penny so the suggestion came after the girl asked Alexa for a challenge to do so you you ask Alexa, tell me a challenge. And then the challenge was plug in a phone charger about halfway into the into a wall outlet, then touch a penny to the exposed prongs. And the smart speaker said, uh, uh, fortunately, the girl didn't do it. And Amazon apparently claims that they fixed the error. Uh, but uh, in this particular instance, I wonder what's the underlying problem. Um, Yes, um, an article I think from Wired that uh, was interesting in showing a, an, uh, a software failure um, was related to the JFK airport taxi dispatch. Uh, so according to um, um, the article, there were two men uh, that gain access to the taxi dispatch system for the JFK airport. Then they uh, allegedly created a group chat where drivers could secretly pay some uh, 10 bucks to skip the sometimes hours long line to be assigned a pickup. Um, um, I mean, this is, of course, a, um, um, a problem. <laughs> 
And so they inserted a USB drive with malware into one of the dispatch operator's computers and they gain unauthorized access to their system via Wi-Fi and stealing one of their tablet computers. Um, yeah, so I think it's a, it's an interesting case, but uh, um, I guess this can be solved in some, some way. Um, there is also some a fight over automation plans at, at the hydroelectric dam that I found interesting. So there is this the U.S. government saying that they're re replacing staff with automation and remote monitoring that saves taxpayers money. Um, I guess the, 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 there are some workers and people that would say that uh, there would be maybe accidents and maybe cyber attacks uh, um, if um, these automation plans go into effect if they are not um, properly tested, maybe, um, yeah, there is this joke that maybe there's in the safe automatic driving software can be adapted to run hydro drums. Um, but I will leave the, the, the link into the notes if you want to have a look. Um, the article is very interesting because I think replacing staff with automation and remote monitoring um, is not well understood, I would say. So um, I think it's uh, it's something that people need to to yeah to take this uh, into account before uh, going ahead with such moves. But maybe they did. Uh, but uh, there are some fears. Um, and the last one, which I think it's quite uh, the last case that I want to mention. Uh, it's about a cat disrupting satellite internet service. This is from the Smithsonian Magazine. Okay, I mean, this is, yeah, I guess everyone heard the stories of rats chewing through data cables and um, and, and other animals doing, doing, having issues. Um, um, but here's a story of a cat disrupting satellite internet service because they discovered that Starlink dishes uh, are heated to prevent snow buildup, and uh, this actually disrupts satellite internet service. I think you will see also, if you click on the link in the notes, a nice photo of five cats piled onto a Starlink satellite dish in a snowy yard. Um, so this feature, a warming feature to prevent snow buildup, um, actually disrupts um, the signal, um, I guess it affects the performance. I mean, I guess it, if, you, if you're streaming a movie, it will interrupt those movies. Um, I guess it doesn't shut it down completely. But if it slows everything down, this, this is a problem. <laughs> this is an interesting case. Um, yeah, and in the end, I want to talk about a couple of interesting uh, research papers. I um, started to read this week. One of them was published at ISTA, a conference on software testing and analysis. It's about um, test generation, how to create test cases uh, automatically. Um, so um, it's, um, it's a very interesting paper because um, it's, uh, it's about escaping coverage plateaus in test generation with pre-trained large uh, language models. 
So um, I think it's uh, it's 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 interesting because it uses uh, search-based software testing um, um, approach, um, and the whole idea with this approach is that you generate high coverage, you know, test cases. Um, um, but I guess the whole idea is that you need to explore around them also to exercise various parts of the program, and then you need um, 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 in this paper. What's interesting about this is that they use large language models of code um, and they propose an algorithm, Kodamosa, that conducts this uh, test generation until its coverage improvements stall. And then it asks uh, the OpenAI's codex to provide example test cases for um, the functions that are undercovered. So um, it's interesting because it helps, I guess, the test generation to be more useful um, um, in certain areas of the search space. So they have, an, they have an evaluation there in the paper and that shows that it achieves statistically significant, uh, significantly higher coverage on some benchmarks. So I think it's a very interesting paper. Um, maybe I did the mistake, it wasn't in ISTA published. Yes, it was in ICSE. 2023 International Conference of Software Engineering, um, uh, 2023. I think maybe it was accepted in there from researchers from University of British Columbia, Microsoft Research also, uh, starting with Caroline Lemieux. You should give it a read. Uh, should give it a try. Another paper that I found interesting is learning deep semantics for test completion. So, um, um, and in this, I mean, we all know that in this paper, in this paper, they focus on, you know, the, what's the most time consuming um, task in software de development, I would say, it's writing tests. And they proposed um, uh, some um, uh, deep learning mode uh, approach where you use um, um, code semantics for test completion. So the, they use what I, I think it's an interesting insight is that you, you predict the next statement in a test method um, by, uh, by reasoning about the code execution. Um, and I think this is hard to do, of course. Um, and um, I, I would say that using code semantics as inputs for, you know, machine learning models and um, and trying to perform this uh, re-ranking via test execution is very interesting. So I, I would say this paper um, is a very, very interesting one. Um, I don't know if this one is accepted at XA. I found uh, just the, um, um, the preprint online. So I'll leave the link. Um, I really don't know where this was published. Um, another paper um, that I would recommend you to read is Modern Code Reviews, a survey of literature and practice. So um, this paper is written by our colleagues from uh, Blackinger Institute of Technology in Sweden. So um, it's uh, um, 
I mean, this the background to, to this is that you have this, you know, maybe a lightweight alternative to traditional code inspections, and this is called modern co code review. Um, so instead of um, um, instead of you know in, in doing the inspection of the code, um, uh, you focus on code changes and you try to allow you know the developers to. Um, um, focus on you know some aspects of code quality and reduce maybe the po the defects the introduction of defects, and they 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 perform quite a large study, uh, systematic mapping study to study the state of the art until 2021, and they analyzed I think 244 primary studies, and um, what I found interesting is that yeah, which I guess it's quite obvious to some extent if you look at the results that indicate a misalignment between the state of the art and the teams deemed important by industry. Um, it seems like researchers should focus on solutions that can improve the state of, of, of the practice. Um, I think it's an interesting article. I think some of these um, results are very good for, for um, for people working and researchers, especially working in this in this area, and the last paper I would recommend is uh, called "Can Gamification Help in Software Testing Education?" Um, so it's a paper that was published in the Journal of Systems and Software uh, in June. I think it will be it will be published in June 2023. So we have. Uh, an earlier version, I think, here. The highlights um, uh, of this is that they, they they perform a control experiment in software testing courses with a large number of students. And the, their analysis um, uh, showed that um, students that participate in gamification experience were more engaged and achieved a better performance. And... Um, yeah, the key aspect to succeed is the succeed is the is the gamification experience design. So it's you need to distribute the motivating stimulus uh, throughout the whole experience to engage students until the end. I think uh, many of us that work in academia also and or perform um, do do training in software testing might um, might find these results interesting especially because gamification is something that um, has been shown to um, be useful in other areas. Um, and uh, we need to engage software testing students more. Um, and there are different learning environments that can be used. Um, but using game elements and game design techniques in non-game contexts like uh, software testing education could be helpful. And with this, um, I think uh, I'm um, I'm done. And um, thank you for listening. And uh, I hope you found uh, some interesting bits in in this weekly podcast that I'm doing right now. Um, see you next week.